Welcome to Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. It's not normal, until it is. Last week, for the first time in U.S. history, a spy balloon from an enemy nation dared fly over our airspace for an entire week. What did the government do? Absolutely nothing. Well, I should be more precise. It did nothing while the balloon flew over our country and collected whatever evidence it desired. Once the balloon had completed its mission and was over the Atlantic Ocean, the government shot it down. Thank you very much. I first heard about this spy balloon on Thursday. On Motei Shabbos, Saturday night, I heard my mother say, we shot the balloon down. My first reaction was, huh? You mean it's been over our airspace this entire time? This isn't normal. No nation with even a modicum of self-respect allows an enemy to fly a spy aircraft or balloon over its territory. Several conservatives tweeted, had Trump been president, he would have shot it out of the sky immediately. Well, duh, so would anyone who's normal. But all it will take is another one balloon or two to fly over the U.S., and people will start seeing these incursions as normal. Perhaps somewhat regrettable, but normal. That's certainly what children growing up today will think. Already children today are growing up with very different assumptions than the ones that you and I grew up with. Even now, in 2023, I am still somewhat shocked when Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube censors people. In the America I grew up in, censorship of political opinions was inconceivable. People, of course, argued all the time, and politicians occasionally were pressured to resign for saying the wrong thing. But censorship? It was honestly unthinkable. But then in 2018, Twitter banned people like Alex Jones and Laura Loomer, and the floodgates opened. What was once inconceivable is now routine. Kids growing up today never knew in America without censorship. To them, it feels normal. They might not agree with it, but it isn't instinctively shocking the way it is to me or you. Homosexuality is not foreign to the younger generation either. I cringed and closed my eyes the first few times I saw posters or ads with two men acting affectionately toward one another. It disgusted me on a gut level. I still close my eyes and it still disgusts me, although less than it used to, I'm afraid to say. Kids growing up today, though, are probably not disgusted at all. Again, they might think it's wrong if they're orthodox, but in the world they grew up in, it's normal to see pictures of men acting affectionate to one another. To them, it does not seem bizarre like it does to you and me. And so if they're attending a shul 20 years from now, a synagogue in which one of the members wants an aliyah before his wedding, quote-unquote, to another man, they are far less likely to say no automatically the way you or I would. They might know it's a to'eva, they might know it's an abomination according to the Bible, but many of them won't feel it on a gut level. I was recently speaking to a 70-year-old man. He's not from, he's not orthodox, so he's not some sort of sheltered yeshiva bachar. He told me that he saw a transgender person on TV for the first time in his life around 5 or 10 years ago. He said he had no idea what he was looking at and called his wife into the room to ask her if the person he was looking at on the screen was a man or a woman. He was honestly confused. He simply had never seen such a creature before. I don't think he was even aware of the existence of such people. The same is not true, unfortunately, of the new generation. In the world kids are growing up in today, transgender people are a normal part of the landscape. I was thinking the other day, would the Jewish press have used the acronym LGBT or the words this acronym stands for 20 or 30 years ago? No, almost certainly not. It's a family newspaper after all. Yet, the paper does use this acronym today, and it did under my editorship as well. Why? Because it's impossible to report or comment on society without using it. And so any 10-year-old who reads the Jewish press or almost any other religious newspaper or magazine or publication is already introduced into the world of sexual deviancy as a child. 
We are living in dangerous times, dangerous physically and dangerous spiritually. If we want our children to grow up in even a semi-safe and semi-moral society, either here or in Israel, we have to fight back. We aren't guaranteed victory, but we have to try. The rest is in God's hands.